0: What's up, what's up?
1: Happy, happy, uh, well, I I was about to say happy Sunday, but happy Monday, because that's when y'all gonna hear this.
0: I mean, we only been doing this for how long now, and you still ain't got when it's gonna be? Like, come on now. Sorry,
1: guys. But, um, my name is Jamaria Johnson.
0: And I'm Marcus Johnson.
1: And welcome back to Our House, the podcast. Here we are. Here we are once again. Mhm. <laughs> with your uh whiskey on the rocks.
0: You know you know what time it is. Sunday is my whiskey on the rocks time. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Just Sundays. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Didn't think so.
0: No. But you know, I like to wind down and
1: wind down with whiskey. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to wind down with wine.
0: I mean, to each is on, right?
1: To each his own.
0: To each his own. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me what, what my drink of choice should be. I didn't. I mean, I like. I mean, I like wine. You know, but in our little corner over here, it don't look like we have any that I There's would some want. Wine. That I would want.
1: I got me some Stella Rosa. Your country. But Stella. I didn't want any right now. Yeah. But anyway, hi guys, welcome back to our house, the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in each and every week mm-hmm. we can't thank you guys enough because if you guys didn't listen then we'd just be talking to the airwaves and be kind of pointless right
0: yeah it would be very pointless
1: so we appreciate every single person that listens and the people that like write us and give us feedback and stuff like that like we love reading that type of stuff this is very true responding so keep those coming guys we really appreciate you
0: mm-hmm
1: but um, let's catch you guys up on what's been going on with us. So um, we had a pretty good week last week. Uh, I can't really remember all that I did last week.
0: Where's your planner? <laughs> <laughs> it's slowly See, starting to fade away. And I normally <laughs> no,
1: I have still been writing yeah, in my planner. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have it with me. Oh, okay. While we're Cause, recording cause this when podcast, because when it
0: first was, you know. Happening. It was following you all around this house. It was going upstairs, <laughs> downstairs, and now I ain't seen it.
1: It's right over there. I ain't
0: seen that planning in about a week and a half. It's right over yeah, there. I see it over there, but it ain't been with you.
1: Yeah, but I still been updating it. I still been putting everything in okay. there. But I probably should have had it sitting next to me because then I could have remembered what my last week was like. Because right now, I don't remember it. So let's just talk about the weekend. Unless you remember what you did last week. What you do last week? I worked you didn't do anything else
0: no well we went to the cocktail fest
1: oh yeah on On tuesday oh it wasn't thursday oh it was tuesday yeah so the cocktail (laughs) i'm sorry y'all what's wrong with you (laughs) i'm sorry y'all my memory is a little fuzzy today but no we went to the cocktail festival so this whole week was the cocktail festival it started on tuesday and today was the last day so on tuesday we went to the opening um event Mm -hmm. it was at uh geist in north nashville Mm -hmm. and it was a good time they had um a couple different rums that we could taste they had this one rum that had been aged how many years they said
0: i think they said 25
1: yeah they have been aged like 25 years and it was awful like i'm not i'm not someone who can sip like rums and whiskeys and all that straight like, I needed to be mixed into something. So, sipping that was like tasting rubbing I got it's awful. It was awful to me.
0: It definitely was aged. So, the taste of it was... Awful. Um, you know, a <laughs> bit different. Uh, but, but
1: those of you who are, like, rum connoisseurs and, like, liquor connoisseurs, you probably would like it. You probably would appreciate the taste in it. Someone told us that you're supposed to bite it. Yeah. To get the full taste i couldn't. I, mean, I
0: couldn't do all that um i definitely think that it needed to be on the rocks for me oh yeah it wasn't on the rocks they just uh, it so it was in the literally cup. just like in the cup um but you know it kind of gave you a, a a whiskey taste but you know you could still to kind of tell that it wasn't whiskey but you mm-hmm. know it kind of reminds you so i mean it was cool um i didn't like it i mean the event itself was cool on tuesday yeah Um, but it definitely got better as the week on, went on because it was like different events throughout the week yeah. And uh, we went to the one on Saturday.
1: Yes, we went to the Polynesian pop event that the Nashville Cocktail Fest has. Um I went last year and then this year I brought Marcus with me and we had a good time. Um they have all different booths, different different liquors where they make these island inspired types of drinks. Mm-hmm. And I had a good time. Yeah. I was pretty tipsy while I was there. But um yeah, I it was, was worth it. Oh, and I really wish that I had got the name of the food truck that was there. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't know because, if it was because you was tipsy or
1: I don't or know. what, but
0: it was good. But
1: yeah. I feel really bad that I didn't get the name of the food truck so I could shout them out and so that I could find them. I'm sure that I, I can, like, do some research with Nashville Cocktail Fest or maybe, like, email them and ask mm-hmm. what the food truck was. But they had these french fries that were smothered in pulled chicken with some type of sauce.
0: yeah, it was really good. On it. it was really good.
1: And I put um hot sauce on top of that, and it was just like the most amazing french fries I've ever had in my life. And again, I don't know yeah. if it was because yeah. I was tipsy or not, but it tasted amazing. and I would love to have it again. like, yeah, it was delicious.
0: Um and then outside of that, uh, as you guys know, the the NFL draft was in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um so i i got a chance to you know go down there and be in the craziness Um, i didn't
1: i stayed at home because i didn't want no parts of that
0: i will say i'm a little disappointed in the in the city and in the nfl um just for the fact that it was so much money circulating through the city that no minority business really benefited from it um you know, so I, I think they could have did a much better job of funneling the money through, um, you know, more minority businesses. It seemed like they was only catering to the country music scene, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I get it from, a you know, a business standpoint. That's probably where the majority of the people coming from, um, you know, out of town Yeah, and I stuff feel like, like the
1: majority of the fans that were downtown and supporting the event were, like, people who listen to country music and stuff like that, like...
0: I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't know if that's true, but. Judging um, by what
1: I could see on the news. <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> I will say they could have did a better job of kind of appealing to more than just, you know, that crowd. Because, I mean, even the all the artists that, you know, performed, they were all country music. Like, there's more to Nashville than just that one person. That's very true. So, you know, in that regard, I, I want to say that the NFL could do a lot, lot better job, especially when 80% of the people who was getting drafted did not probably want to be at the country music
1: well they probably weren't
0: so (laughs) um, they probably weren't down there you know all i'm saying is it was a good event um as far as being able to have that many people nothing crazy happened um
1: yeah but it was too much for me it was was way too many people i didn't want any parts of being down there i'm glad that you got to experience it but i'm also you know kind of sad for you like i hate that you didn't go to the like interactive yeah part. yeah. i wish i would have so, done that part for those of you who aren't in nashville and didn't come down for it it was like two parts of the nfl draft so they had like the party scene which was like downtown downtown mm-hmm. and that's where the stage was that's where they had the big concerts that's where the draft was actually held and that's where all the bars and stuff like that are so that was like the party area and then they had the nfl draft experience with like interactive booths and different football players coming to make appearances and i think they had um different team helmets set up and like Mm -hmm. locker room simulations and different things like that and that was at nissan stadium which is where the the tennessee titans play um and so marcus went to the party area yeah. when he probably should have gone to the other area
0: probably so
1: and by the time he went on the first day so he went on Thursday yeah and he was kind of over it you know yeah, once he I left. mean, it was just
0: like you know it was so many people people were kind of pushing around mm-hmm. uh cuz you know they was trying to get to the stage and whatnot so I man you get it cuz you know everybody wants to see but yeah. it, it it began to be a lot and then the fact that it started raining so i had kind of got over it yeah. Uh, but I wish that, you know, we kind of had some downtime on Saturday. Had I been thinking, we could have just went over there, mm-hmm. you know. And and made of ch- a
1: quick appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually looked this morning when I woke up to see if there was a chance that they may have still had the um, interactive stuff, like, up today. But, nah, nah they, I stopped yesterday, yesterday was the last day. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, I really want him to experience that. But, you know, next time. Next time. But I... um. I didn't want any part of going downtown where the actual draft was being held. I just don't like big crowds like that. I just, I just don't like it. Which is weird
0: because you sure did have us up at that tree lighting well, in New York. Well,
1: that was funny. I And I had to, like, make myself laugh at that. So he's referring to, like, I think it was two years ago. We went to New York during Christmas time and we were actually there for the big tree lighting of the big tree in Rockefeller Center. And we went down like for the tree lighting and it was so many people. So many people to where like it was a certain point where it was so many people pushing up against my body that it actually lifted my body off the ground and I was just floating
0: yeah, like yeah, were so many people, <laughs> and I had so to I
1: had to laugh to keep from panicking because I was just like, this is crazy. I never thought that I would be in a crowd like this to where I can't even walk because there's so many people pushing me. Yeah, that I'm floating. I have no control over where my body is going right now. So um, I don't I don't ever have to do that again. But I am glad that I experienced that because I am a Christmassy person and it was cool being. We weren't close at all, but we had a good view of the tree. Yeah. once it got. Lit so
0: you don't have to do it again, though. I
1: don't have to do that again. No, I don't, but I do. I did have some laughs, and our friends that were with us like, um, one of our friends he was behind me. He was like, I ain't gonna let you fall, Jamaria. I got you. I got you. I was laughing so hard because I was like, I just can't believe this. People were in such a hurry to go
0: nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing down here. Um, <laughs> And then it's like people trying to push to get to the middle and then it's like, where are you going? Like, you're not going to be able to bogart all these people so you can just kind of continue to walk. Like, it, it was just too many people. I think they said it was like over 600,000 people. Yeah. So. And
1: I and I just think that's, that's the problem with any crowd. Crowds wouldn't be so intimidating and so much if people just weren't in a rush to go nowhere. Yeah. Like, if everybody just took their time and walked steadily, <laughs> then it wouldn't be no problem. But. You know, that's never gonna happen because people are people and you're always gonna have somebody who's in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So there's that. So yeah, so the draft happened, the Nashville cocktail festival happened this weekend. We went to the movies twice. In game, in game. So on Friday.
0: Ch-ch-chill.
1: We went to see Little at the movie. It was a
0: cute little movie.
1: It was such a cute movie. Definitely go see it. And if you have um Children. I was I would even say you should take your kids to see it. Would you say that?
0: I mean it had a nice little message. It did have some stuff that, you know, I wouldn't want my kids seeing, but well they they probably were, wouldn't okay, understand. so
1: take your older kids to yeah. see it. Don't take your like five, six, seven year olds. But like your older kids, take them because it was some good messages in there about like bullying and stuff yeah. like that. So um but it was such a cute movie. I would definitely go support. The movie, because Marcy Martin was an executive producer on it, and she's like 15. Yeah. And I think that that's a wonderful thing. So, if you can go to that, definitely go support. And then today, yeah, yeah. Marcus dragged me out of Add the to. house, and we went to see Avengers Endgame. Yes,
0: yes. And it was everything. It was actually really good. I expected.
1: I cried twice. She did. But... I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: It was a really good movie. Um, I think they did a really good job in how they put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't super predictable. Yeah. So uh I would definitely encourage everybody to go see it. I literally if, cried. If you twice are though. like a Marvel, you know, comic book. Yeah, type definitely
1: person. make sure that you're up on your um on your movie game. Like make sure you've seen all the other ones because I was never into the Avengers or anything like that before Marcus and I got together and he started making me go see these movies. So <laughs> there's some of them that like, I don't think I've, I've seen, Yeah, but for the most part I saw them, but it was a couple instances where I had to be like, now who is that? Now what, now what happened? Like, it was just a couple. Mm-hmm. I'd say like two or three times I had to ask you. Yeah. But other than that, like I knew what was going on and, just so just make sure you're you're refreshed yeah and you you're know gonna be what's going to be there
0: it's a legit 3 hours
1: it's a long movie
0: but it really didn't feel like it to me though it, it didn't feel
1: like it to me i was getting restless by the end really? to be honest yeah i looked at my phone cuz i was trying to see what time it was to see how much time we had left and and that's not because i wasn't enjoying it i really was enjoying the movie but i could only sit there for so long and
0: i wasn't comfortable about this bougie girl <laughs> sitting beside me so usually we go to the movies with the recliner chairs and you know
1: yeah because that's the future that's what everybody's doing everybody so has recliner seats at the movies
0: we go and it's just the regular movies that we you know we're used to and she's sitting over here like oh my god this is so uncomfortable i can't believe we're sitting in this movie theater they don't even let back i can't let my feet up
1: okay i did not say like, any of that stuff like if you don't sit down and relax Marcus, i didn't say I can't put my feet up. I didn't say yes, that. Did. I never said, <laughs> say, I can't then? put my feet up. what you say? I just said, Marcus, these are not reclining seats. <laughs> That's all ah. I said. And I was like, this is not comfortable. I was oh, like, I'm God. not comfortable. And but. my popcorn doesn't taste right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my popcorn was gross. So that was just like a double. I was like, man, was sit out over here. I was
0: like, what you did before they had to recline in chairs.
1: We have moved on. We are, they have innovated something new and I want to stay in the future. I don't want to go back. It's crazy because now like that's all I know. So sitting in the reclining seats at the movies, you have more space. When people have to walk through the aisle, you don't have to get up because there's space between your chair and the, like it's so much more spacious. I have a place to put my purse next to me in the seat. Like, I felt like I was sitting in the middle seat of the airplane.
0: Wah, wah, wah.
1: Did you not feel like you was sitting in the middle seat of an airplane? <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a little cramped, but, you and know. And then
1: it kept reminding me of that because you and your big shoulders, you kept <laughs> using the armrest in between me and you, and it was like pushing me over into the guy next to me. I was like, if this is not... Middle seat on the airplane, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel no, so not gonna uncomfortable lie to you. right now. The dude
0: in front of me was annoying me because he kept pushing back on his seat. I'm See? not going to lie to you. See? I, and I in went the reclining seats,
1: <laughs> smash his little head like, hey, dude,
0: <laughs> stop leaning back.
1: In the reclining seats, you don't feel any of that because there's plenty of space between your chair and the row in front of you. There's so much space. So, Regal did it. Regal introduced these reclining seats, and now I'm spoiled, and they all need to catch up because I did not expect to walk in there and they'd be regular nah, seats. Nah, I mean, I,
0: I didn't either, but, you know, I wanted to see the movie, so it is what it is.
1: And I, I really wasn't expecting it because we bought our tickets ahead of time like we always do, mm-hmm. and I still had to pick our seats. Yeah. And I felt like we didn't have to start picking our seats until, until that, reclining right, seats were right. brought about, so... It
0: did kind of trick you a little bit.
1: It tricked me. So I walked in and I was like, wait, are we in the right theater? Like, these aren't reclining seats. Why are we in here? Like, I don't know <laughs> what this is. yeah guys I don't care I was spoiled now and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm spoiled and I'm all for new innovative things and I love the reclining seats at the movies period Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so yeah that was pretty much our weekend anything else that you did last week or during the week
0: um I believe that's pretty much it. If, I, if I'm if i missing something. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, besides work. I mean, that's something we do every week, though.
1: I mean, yeah. I was talking about, like, exciting things. No, no,
0: no. That's it. That's it.
1: All right. Well, that was our catch up on the week, guys. So um, mm-hmm. now we can move into Marcus Money Moment.
0: So this week is going to be real short because uh, I know last week, it was, it was long. real long it was real long <laughs> but i thought it was really good though no but it
1: was it was great like i really enjoyed your marcus my new mama last week i felt like you put a lot of thought into it mm-hmm. and it was very relatable yeah. you taught me some things so i hope everyone who listened learned some stuff too
0: yeah so um because i had a few people email me and ask me um, what type of books should should I be reading since the summertime is coming up and you'll be doing traveling. And a lot of times people like to read when they're on the plane or maybe they're taking a road trip in the car um, about, you know, their financial picture. So I'm going to give you about six to seven books um, that, that you should pick up and I'll give you the author, um, the, uh, the title of the book, and then kind of like a little blurb. About each, yeah, Yeah. About each book. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Uh All right. So uh, the first book um, and it's actually the very first book that I read when I was trying to get introduced to the whole investing world. And the name of the book is The Intelligent Investor and it's by Benjamin Graham. So Benjamin Graham is um, the teacher of Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett kind of studied under him. And if you don't know who Warren Buffett is Google. Um,
1: Google is your friend yes
0: so I mean it's just a good book kind of teach you about value investing and um, you know basic principles of Warren Buffett Uh, I'm going to tell you that it's not one of those type of books that you can just read one time and then you think you're going to have it it's one of the books that you'll have to kind of go back and reference especially if you are a new to this like if you've never read anything about investing it's going to be a lot of jargon in there that you might not understand that you'll have to kind of you know, go back and look research
1: at. as you go along. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And uh, one thing to know, too, make sure you get the revised edition um, if you do pick up this book, because if you get the uh, the old version, you're really going to be lost. OK, so they had another, you know, somebody come in and kind of update it so that you could follow along because Benjamin Graham is old. <laughs> so there you go. Um, the next book is Your Money or Your Life. Um, nine Steps to Transforming Your Relationship with Money and Achieving Financial Independence. Uh, basically, it's just just a book about, you know, achieving your financial goals, um, some, you know, practices and things that you can kind of put into, you know, your everyday life. Um, the author is Vicki Robin. Um, you know, it's not a, a long book, but you can kind of get through it. It's a good read. Um, so the next book is. Um, the Boggleheads. Guide to Investing, um, and it's by John Bogle, the Bogleheads. Uh huh. Okay. Right, and it, it kind of talks about investing into mutual funds with low to no fees, and you know how how to do that. So the guy who wrote this book is the founder of Vanguard. So a lot of you guys that have 401k plans and things of that nature, you may have a Vanguard mutual fund in your, you know, in your 401k. So, you know, it just kind of just gives you an idea about what a mutual fund is, how they work, um, how managers kind of put things together, um, that whole jargon. So that's that. Um, My next one would be The Millionaire Next Door. Everybody's probably heard of that. Um, You know, it's a really good book. I mean, it just kind of gets into.
1: I never heard of it. Never heard of it? No.
0: Okay. It's a great book. Um, Some of. Some of the principles in there are things that you can kind of, you know, put into your everyday life as well. Uh, you'll be surprised about the lifestyles of the average millionaires, kind of giving you a, uh, you know, a picture of how they, you know, live their lives, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, I probably would start with this one. If you haven't read this one, you might want to pick that one up first. Okay.
1: So they should do that one before the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not putting these in any order. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I would probably start with that one and then if I've already read that, then I probably would read The Intelligent Investor. Okay. Um, the next book is Your Money and Your Brain: How the New Science of Economics Can Help Make You Rich. Um, it's it's a really good book. You know, kind of gets into a lot of money concepts as well, about spending less than you earn, saving the right amount of money, um, you know, how not to fall in the pitfalls of, you know, things that you may want versus what you need, uh, that type of thing. So it kind of gets more into the psychology of the way that you spend money. Um, so that, that's a good one as well. Um, and then the last book is what I tell all my clients to read um, at some point, And it's called The Power of Zero. OK, um, it's by David McKnight. And it talks about how to get to the 0% tax bracket and transform your retirement. So really when you're in retirement, you're trying to figure out what is the best way that I can live my life with with it paying the least amount of taxes because now I'm not working anymore. So if I don't have an income stream anymore, but I still got to pay taxes, eventually that's going to be a problem. So this book kind of talks about how do we set ourselves up to be able to retire And have tax-free investments so this is kind of what that's around so um and it's only 90 pages it's a good book um people who are thinking about their retirement and wanting to you know have a a clear mind of what that is i would definitely recommend them picking up that book the power of zero so those are the i think it was six or seven books that you guys can start with you don't
1: know how many you was just reading off
0: Uh, i think it was seven (laughs) <laughs> um, but those are the you know the books that i would recommend you picking up let me know if you get them and then we can have a conversation about it via email whatever if you got questions some terminology that you may not understand maybe i could break it down for you a little bit further um and i hope you guys enjoy
1: all right well that was real quick and to the point
0: yes 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 i told thank you, you it would guys
1: be. or not thank you guys but thank you marcus no doubt for that um Marcus Money Moment. And for those book suggestions for Mm -hmm. our listeners, Mm -hmm. this is the type of year, the time, I cannot talk today. The time of year where people are picking up books to read on their vacations and on their downtime and stuff like that. So, go on and educate yourself on some money matters. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and hop into our main topic for the day. And we're talking about motivation. Okay. Baby I'ma be your motivation You yeah, you like that song
0: I really thought you was about to go into the T.I. motivation
1: Uh, I don't remember how that go How that go You don't know either <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it was off the recession album How it go Motivation Yeah
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it I don't think that's it um, but okay what you looking up the lyrics, you up the
0: lyrics? <laughs> it's not that serious you want to know don't yeah, you yeah because I'm, I'm like how does it thing go let's see what pop up okay why guys. did kelly Rowland song pop up because
1: that's what i was singing baby i am be your motivation mm-hmm. Mama, when you call my name y'all know y'all like that song Shout out um, to Kelly. I'm looking
0: at the lyrics and I still can't remember how this thing go. What'd it say? Better get on your job, tell them. Haters get on your job, tell them. Motivation. Motivation. <laughs>
1: Haters get on your job. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew all the words to that song, though, but I do know that part.
0: Yep, but. yep. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along.
1: But yeah, we're talking about. Um, motivation today we were in the car at some point this week we spent a lot of time in the car together yeah, because this week. somebody over there
0: you know what i'm saying like let's 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 spend about two minutes talking about this okay two minutes a whole two minutes yes so like i have a real problem with the fact that every time we go somewhere like you always just automatically go to the passenger side
1: i'm sorry that you feel that way
0: like no like
1: um yes this is a
0: joint effort <laughs>
1: I don't like driving. I don't care.
0: It's a lot of stuff that I don't like doing. Like no and matter you, where we go, and if you don't want to do it, you don't do it. And then you just be like, "I'm not driving. I'm just not." And then you just walk. <laughs> and then if I had that same attitude, we would just be stuck wherever we are. Well, we probably would have still been in that, Uber. We would have still been in the parking lot at the movies had I been like, "I ain't driving home."
1: And I would have been like, "I'm not driving home either." That's what I'm saying. So we would have caught an Uber. No, we wouldn't have. It's <laughs> <Yes, we would've.
0: laughs> a whole problem. Like
1: I hate driving. <laughs> I really do. Have you ever just thought, you
0: know, my husband drives everywhere we go. Maybe he just needs a break sometime.
1: Yeah, I've thought about that sometimes and on those rare occasions I do drive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can count on my hand how many times you've driven this year.
1: No, you can't, <laughs> yes,
0: I can. You are when pulling I'm stuff out your
1: behind when right I'm now. in the car. That is not true. That's not true. You cannot count on your hands how many times I've drove because I've,
0: I've this year, yes, yeah, I can. No,
1: you can't,
0: I really can't. You cannot, you and
1: even, your memory is so terrible, you probably can't even remember the times that I drove because it's so little. No, it's yes. no, it's because you just can't remember. You don't, I do drive, yeah, yourself. I drive us sometimes, but I told you another reason why I don't like driving us. Why? Because you when, can't see? No. Well, yeah, I can't see. That's one of the reasons. But the other reason is like that when you drive, that's another reason. Yeah. Those are all valid points. I can't see and I don't like driving at night. I definitely don't like driving in the rain. But the reason why I was going to say is because when you drive, I keep you company. When I drive, you go to sleep.
0: That's not necessarily true. Every that's time. very
1: true. Very 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 right true And when I drive You want to control the radio And when you drive you want to control the radio So you can't have it both ways Dude you yeah, want to listen you. to what you want to
0: listen to When I'm driving all the time
1: I don't never fuss when you tell me you want to listen to The Breakfast Club when you drive I say okay When you tell me you want to listen to Your friend new album when you Driving I say okay But when I'm driving and I want to put on what I want to listen to you over there like Uh Uh-uh, why you putting that on? I don't want to hear that. I should have brought my headphones. I don't want to hear that.
0: I mean, if I want to have my headphones on, if you want to listen to what you want to listen to, why is that an issue for you?
1: If I don't want to drive, and I just want to sit in the passenger seat, why is that an issue for you?
0: Because sometimes I don't want to drive.
1: Well, sometimes I want to listen to what I want to listen to, and I want to have you listen to it with me.
0: But I don't want to listen to it
1: every time Well, I don't want to drive. (laughs) (laughs) You are getting a soft topic right now, and that was way more than two minutes.
0: All right, I'm done.
1: Okay, so yes, the point was we was in the car a lot together this week because we went to Nashville a Asked lot. How many times she drove this week? Probably none of zero, them, except when we were in my car. But um, yeah, so we were listening to the Breakfast Club. Marcus was driving (laughs) (laughs) and some girl called in and was, it was during the ask ye section Mm -hmm. and she called in and she basically was talking about her man and was saying that her man works in security and he doesn't have any motivation to move up in the workforce. Are you listening
0: to me? Yeah, I'm listening.
1: You distracted. Dude. Five year old.
0: I'm listening.
1: Five year old attention span. But she he works in security and she said that he lacks motivation to move up in the world or in his profession. Mm-hmm. And she she's considering ending the relationship because she feels like he's lacking motivation and he's never going to get any more motivation. And so it kind of sparked a light bulb in my head as to, you know, I'm sure that that comes up a lot in relationships and one person is like way more motivated than the other or both people are super motivated or both people don't have motivation. So I guess that just brought up a question in my mind, like how would you deal if you, if I didn't have motivation, like how, how would you feel if I was not a motivated person or if I never wanted to do anything better for myself?
0: Um, I think, it I think it depends. Um, because if you was always like that, then I wouldn't expect anything different. Mm-hmm. So like I can't be mad at somebody for being who they are. Okay. Like, like if you was always a person who never wanted to do anything and was just okay with being, having a, you know, nine to five, don't really want to, you know, excel, just cool in, in that space.
1: Nothing wrong with having a nine
0: to five. Nothing wrong at all. Just
1: was giving a disclaimer. Ah,
0: right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Nothing wrong
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I know that's who you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So it would be a problem. The problem would be if we got into a, a, into a relationship and you had all these dreams and aspirations and you wanted all of this stuff. And so your reality or your, your dreams and your expectations were all of this stuff. They were bigger than my will to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a whole issue for me. Mm-hmm. Right. If you were saying, Hey, I'm trying to live in, uh, what's that neighborhood? Um, uh, uh, I'm not reading your mind right now. I don't know. It's in, uh, in Franklin. Um,
1: Oh, uh, uh,
0: um, Oh, uh, what's the neighborhood called?
1: The golf club. Yeah. Uh, the golf club. Ain't it called the golf
0: club? No, it's called something else. See? Dang. Now, uh, now, now I'm about to be mad because I'm really trying to figure out what the name of that is. And it's a country club, but it's like a gated community here in Nashville. And I forgot what the name of it is. But anyway, if you wanted to live there, but you was only making $12 an hour. hmm Your reality... And your dreams is not aligning. So that's a huge problem because then it comes down to you want, you want all this stuff. Governor's Club. There it is. You want all of this stuff, but that means now you just want me to come out here and make it happen for you. Right. Like that would be such a problem It's for like, me. oh,
1: these are my dreams. I want to live in a $5 million house. I yes. want to drive a G-Wagon and I want... Blah blah blah. And then you say, Well, what are you gonna do? And I'm like, Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> right, you're not contributing <laughs> nothing to to helping the household yeah. you know, get to that point. Or you can take it down a scale, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's just that four hundred and fifty thousand dollar crib mm-hmm. that you're wanting, and every neighborhood that you're showing me that you wanna live is these type of houses Mm -hmm. but you have a a regular job that is not going to be obtainable to help get this and your credit messed up yeah so it's like okay you want all this stuff but you ain't done nothing to help get us to that point Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that that would be a huge issue but again going back if you're okay with living in x y and z house and your job and aspirations line up to X, Y, and Z. House, then everything's cool. Then I ain't got no issue with
1: you. Yeah, so you're basically saying that the only time it's a problem when your significant other might lack motivation is if they want more than what their ambition is going to get for them. Facts.
0: Okay. Facts. And and that makes super. In the Breakfast Club sense. situation, is it seemed like she know she knew this dude was a, a security guard, and he was always going to be that. Mm-hmm. So you can't be mad at him because you trying to level up and he just being his regular self. Right. Like, no matter how hard that, you know, she's working, like, it's not going to make him want to do anything else because that's what he's okay with. And that's okay. Like, yeah. I have no problem whatsoever. And I was kind of getting a little frustrated with Angelina Yee because she over here like, uh uh-uh, we can't have no man that's not motivated and yada, yada, <laughs> yada. Like, bruh, everybody does not want to be A millionaire. Right. Like, everybody doesn't want to be Oprah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And And that's okay. And
1: and I totally agree with you. And I also feel that there are pros and cons to having two ambitious people in a relationship. I think so. Like, sometimes when people... And and when I say ambitious people, I mean, like, super ambitious people. Because let me backtrack a little bit and explain that. So, like, Marcus is, like, the most ambitious person I've ever met in my life. Like, he will go after anything he always makes a way out of no way like he will turn I don't know a pot into a pot of gold like he knows how to do that type of stuff with me like I need a little bit of a push in order to have anything of a fraction close to the motivation that Marcus has but I would say that I'm a motivated person. Yeah. It's just not the same level of motivation that he has. And I feel like we balance each other out really well in that regard because when he's pushing himself too hard, I can reassure him that he's doing just fine. Yeah. And when I'm not pushing myself enough, he comes in is like, yo, like, you're, you're better than that you know yeah. what I mean and then I, that and then that motivates me to be better
0: yeah I think the difference between me and you is is that I'm okay with creating the space to get motivated yeah so what I mean by that is if there isn't a job on the table, I'm going to go out and figure out a way how to make my own job. Like I'm going to kick my own door Right. versus you are the type of person where I
1: need somebody to open the door.
0: (laughs) You need somebody to open the door. But once you're in the door and they explain to you what to do while you're in the door, you're going to thrive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's how we're able to, you know, work because there's some stuff that I can get from you. Cause once I get in the door, if I created it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm so good at creating stuff. Yeah sometimes I can be a little unorganized in this thing <laughs> yes. because I'm so used to being like, I right, am about to do this. I'm about to do that. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And then so I I'm help like, you hone it in. Exactly. Like, okay, well, what are you really trying to do here? <laughs> yeah. Cause you know what I'm saying? I understand we trying to get to, you know, Pluto, Yeah. but before we can get to Pluto, you know, we kind of got to have a spaceship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: we can't just jump. You we gotta, like, we gotta, we gotta
0: get the spaceship first. We gotta build this thing out first.
1: Yeah. And no, that'll make you sit back and be like, oh, yeah. But I already got the contract, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, we You're go. like, but I already got cleared to be on Pluto. Yeah, we can go tomorrow. We can go. And I'm like, no, we can't go tomorrow because yeah. we haven't got the spaceship and we haven't got the staff you to work saying? on the ship with Cause, us. Because like, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be up in space be like,
0: yay yeah, hey, well, we here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what we do doing when we get here, but.
1: No, that is so true. And that was a good example. But no, so going back to the pros and cons, so I I kind of feel like if me and Marcus were both at the same level of ambition, I think that we would have a problem. Yeah, because in every relationship, somebody has to make sacrifices has at the to, end of the day. Have to, and you know, I'm- if you're both like, oh no, like. I, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, like, and don't have any leeway to to change course, mm-hmm. then there's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to, uh, when we talked about was it last week a little bit with uh beth and randall yeah it's because be some, they both were and... at a point in their marriage where they both were like being super ambitious about whatever it was that their heart was desiring mm-hmm. and their family was struggling yeah because they both were like well i'm not stopping what i'm doing so i don't know what's gonna happen i guess the kids gonna have to fend for themselves <laughs> because
0: <laughs> i'm this not i'm want. not
1: stopping like this is what i want to do and you know, I'm not going to get back into that because you can listen to last week's episode. We dived more into that situation. But one person has to be willing to make those sacrifices. Yeah. And so in a, in a relationship, I think it's okay for one person to not be as motivated as the other. But like Marcus said, like you can't have all these pipe dreams and not have the motivation behind it.
0: Right. I mean, it's just, it's just you just setting yourself up for failure like every time that you want to um you know the 10,000 square foot house but you flipping burgers like right. it just don't align and like I ain't knocking you for flipping burgers yeah you know what I'm saying but you just got to align your expectations with your reality yeah you know what I'm saying unless you're in a situation where I'm doing this now but I have a plan to
1: own a couple restaurants where you know I'm where like, other people are flipping burgers more. for me yeah
0: yeah and then On the flip side of that, I would tell people also to be careful what you ask for when you want your spouse to be super motivated. Yes. Because in saying that, when he isn't, you know, chasing that dream or, you know, having all these things that he's trying to do, he's probably spending a lot more time with you. So you're getting all of him. Yeah. Most of the time when you find people or her, Mm -hmm. when you find people that are super motivated, Their ambition is what drives them and what puts them up every day. And so that's what they're concentrating on. So you you become secondary a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people like, man, I wish my, you know, such and such would be, you know, out here getting it, getting it. But then you're mad when he's getting it, getting it because he don't have time or she doesn't have time to spend with you. Yeah. So I just tell people, you know, be careful what you ask for, because Mm -hmm. if they do get into that grind mode and they're spending more time, you know, chasing this dream, maybe they got to travel for work. Especially if you're
1: the person that put it in their ear. Exactly. If you're that person that's like, look, I need you to get out here and I need you to do more. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And then they're like, okay, I want to make my significant other happy. They do it. They fall in love with the feeling
0: yep and And then then it takes over got no time for me
1: yeah and then they're like well what do you want from me like i did what you asked me to do
0: you created this (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying now you mad at me because i'm out here trying to get it yeah you know and then you know sometimes i've seen it where that person is out here getting it and then the other spouse gets jealous yeah you know what i'm saying because they feel like you know they didn't achieve whatever but they push you to do it and so now you're in the spotlight
1: and honestly guys you should never be jealous of your significant other. Never. Your significant other should be the person that you are rooting for. rooting for and the most proud of. Because if one of you wins, you both win. Yeah. It goes back to the fact that in a marriage or in a relationship, you are one. Mm-hmm. You become one. I agree. So, if Marcus wins, we win. Yeah. If I win, we win. It's not a, well, he just did this. Now now I got to do. No, that's not like, that's not the way that it should be at all. And I feel that um in a relationship, you have to make room for the other person to have success also. Yeah. So create that space where, okay, so now you got yours. So let me support you while you get yours. If that's something that. Both people are trying to do. Does yeah. That
0: make sense? No, I, I get it, but I yeah. just, you know, just understand. Like, I had a, a a real awakening awakening when I first got my job on Wall Street, and when I was working on Wall Street, like there was different levels. Mm-hmm. So, I was so confused the first time um, I met like an assistant who was okay with being an assistant.
1: Yeah, I think I remember having this you know conversation with
0: you. Like, I was, like, so confused because, you know, me growing up, like, my whole thing was, like, man, I'm trying to make it. I'm getting out of my circumstances. You know, I'm never going to be like this again. Like, you yeah. know, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I'm getting up here like I'm this country guy from Nashville, Tennessee <laughs> that went to TSU, had no connections, no nothing, and made it to the Wall Street. So I'm like... I'm about to get it. Yeah. And everybody I meet, they they probably about to be out here getting it. And then I met a few assistants that was just like Marcus. I love what I do and I'm okay
1: yeah. with, with making my X, Y, and Z. My job is steady. It pays me good benefits. It, yep. I, and I get ain't to going spend time nowhere. with my family.
0: And I ain't going nowhere.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I had to talk to my VP at the time and he literally broke it down. He was like Marcus, like everybody doesn't want to be you. Everybody doesn't want to be me you know what I'm saying yeah so and, and that's okay because but you, you, had, need a, those you had a hard time I did at first
1: and and honestly even past that you still were kind of suffering with it a little bit because we had to have conversations because you would say things sometimes and you've grown from it but you would say things sometimes to where it's like but they do this or they do that like why don't they want more for their life like they should be out here doing this this and this <laughs> and I'm like Marcus like you realize that you're kind of insulting their line of work or insulting what they have chose to do for themselves. Nah, man, they should want more. I don't care. I don't care. And it's like, they're not you though. Like everybody doesn't think like you. Yeah. And it's okay. Everybody don't think like you. Everybody don't think like me. Everybody don't think like the lady down the street. Like it, it really doesn't matter. As long as you are happy with every aspect of your life, stay in your situation. But like Marcus said before, if, you're not happy with something. That's when it's an issue. That's when it's an issue and you have to reevaluate. Okay. So this is what I want for myself. What I'm doing right now is not going to get what I want. So what do I need to do to change my situation? Yeah. And then that's when you adjust.
0: And I think back, I'm not going to say who it is, but it was somebody who was close to me growing up. Um, I think the way that I thought how, you know, had this, feeling about it is because I would always ask this person you know why aren't you doing more because you always wanted more mm-hmm. and so because this person was so close to me I would just be like I couldn't understand it it, it just didn't wrap in my wrap my my head and I'm just like she would always say to me you know I want these things this is my dream car this is my dream house yada 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 but then I never get I was having a conversation with this person and she, they came home they told me that they was up for a promotion. I would never forget this. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I didn't take the promotion. And I'm like, why didn't you take the promotion? Because that's not what I want. So in my mind, (laughs) I'm, I'm in my young mind, you were confused. I was so confused. Yeah. I'm like, but you said you wanted this car Mm -hmm. This house, Mm -hmm. but you make this. Yeah. And in my 12 year old mind, I knew one plus one equals two. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no matter how you flip it, slice (laughs) it, whatever, one plus one equals two.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So, if you want this, there's no way I can have this money. To get to this house yeah it just don't work yeah like i don't care like i get it you know they was real into the church and had all the faith and all this kind of (laughs) stuff and that's great and i want you to have all that right it helps it definitely helps Mm -hmm. but you gotta work without work there you go (laughs) so i'm just like this house ain't gonna come with this check (laughs) like (laughs) this house and this check don't align yeah and i think so many people live their life with that mentality, like I'm about to get this this house, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm cool with this check, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because maybe I got another dream out here that I'm trying to pursue, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna try to focus all on this. But then what happens when that dream over here never pops? Yeah. But you you settled on this check. Yeah. And I think that's where my real issue, you know, came from. With is when I talk to people and they tell me this stuff.
1: Well, I think that your circumstances determined your determination, like you, your circumstances and the things that you saw growing up and the things that you went through determined your mindset and the fact that you knew that you wanted more and Mm -hmm. that pushed you to be as motivated as you are. It it molded you into the person that you are. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's
0: nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even to this day. Like, you know, it's still so much stuff that my aspirations is trying to take. Oh, I know. You know what I'm saying? I have to
1: bring you back down all the time because you always are downing yourself. I mean, just because... It's levels to this thing, I man. understand, you but know. you still have to stop and celebrate your successes where you are now. I always remind you, five years ago, where you are now, you couldn't see where you are now five years ago. You wanted to be here five years ago. And it's okay to now be like, okay, this is great, but now I want this. It's okay for that, but you still have to be, ex- you know, you have to celebrate where you are now and accept yeah, where can, you are now and I, then, you know, still push you further. Know.
0: I thank God for where I am. So I'm not like, I'm not grateful. Cause sometimes people like, man, you just, you ain't grateful for where you at. That ain't it. It's just, I see more. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, just, just with your people. Uh, I would just tell you to hold people accountable for the things that they, they want. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, like some people's ambition is raising a family. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, what they want to do like i have a line brother right now who told me his goal in life is to be a great father
1: and that's a great that's, goal to that's have. all
0: he wants to do yeah it has nothing to do with money has nothing to do with career has nothing to do with any of that stuff he just wants to be a phenomenal father mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so the woman who finally gets to be with this man like you should cherish that right i've never heard a man like come out and just say of course you say i want to be a good father but like no that this is that is his goal my dream is to be a phenomenal father like you just don't hear that yeah I mean, you may hear it, but it's, that's not like the only thing, right? People you know be
1: like, I mean, I want to be a good dad, exactly. but I also want to make a lot of money, and I want, you know, that type of
0: stuff. Mine is more like I want to be a good dad, but I want to lead by example because this is what we, what you could be. Yeah, like mine is gonna be more so of, yo, I'm trying to build this so that you don't have to work as hard as I did, so you can come in and walk in if you choose to.
1: Yeah, you
0: know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. I get it. Why are you over here cheesing at me?
1: Just smiling at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I smile at you all the time. This is
0: true. This is very true. <laughs>
1: you always ask me why I'm smiling at this you. All. And I tell you it's because I love you. So I like to smile at you.
0: All righty. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Does that make you uncomfortable?
0: Nah, that don't make me uncomfortable. I'm good. Good money. Are you sure?
1: Mhm. Why do you always ask me why I'm looking at you? <laughs> Cuz it be weird. <laughs> you be looking like a creep. <laughs> you looking like a creep, man. I'm so infatuated by my husband, you guys.
0: Yeah, she she must want something. No, I don't. She better get off these mic and be like, "Hey babe, so" <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything. Okay. I'm just we'll being see. honest. We'll see. I'll let y'all know next week when she's with me with the Okie doke Y'all know what it is? Her birthday coming up. So she's about to give me this ridiculous list um, about all the stuff she wants. So I just want y'all to, you know, keep this in mind. Um, every time my wife's, anytime a holiday event or something is centered around my wife, Everything on the list is so expensive.
1: That is not true. There is not
0: nothing on the list less than a thousand dollars. That's not
1: true. <laughs>
0: Every time you are fails. You're lying. Okay, she'll have gift cards on there.
1: And things under a thousand dollars. All right. uh, first of all, you asked me today when we were at dinner. You asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and everything. Well. <laughs> Other, one, one thing was over a thousand dollars, but everything else that I showed you was way under a thousand dollars. Way under? Yes. Okay.
0: Alright. Tell the truth. Nah, I wouldn't know way under. Yes, a it was. Because you making it sound like it was $9.99. because <laughs> what happens is you'll show me a couple things that may be moderately priced, like six hundred dollars or seven fifty or something, and then you'll expect two. <laughs> So, at the end of the day, like one plus one equals two. Like, no matter how you flip it up, dice it, that's what it is. And that's why you laugh laughing. <laughs> because if I walked in with the one thing, you would be like, that's not Thank true. you. That's not true. <laughs> and she so give me this little moderate smile, like, Thank you. You're making me sound like a brat right now. I'm not calling you a brat. I'm just saying.
1: That is not the truth. Yeah,
0: He's all right. speaking
1: all types of lies on me right yeah, now. All right. I be telling him for my birthday. I just be wanting to spend time with him, but then he insists. Okay. Okay. But then he be insisting so on. So this a year list. I'm gonna give
0: you a good time. <laughs> I'm gonna spend a whole day with you. That's it. Okay. All right. Save my little pennies. <laughs> I ain't got no problem doing that. I'm just saying, you making me sound very materialistic. I mean, you just got to know what it is. Like, I mean, at this point, we've been together 10 years. I mean, I know who you are. Right? You like stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, that just is what it is, right? I, I, you like stuff. You like stuff, too. Not like you. I could care less about uh, Gucci, Ferragamo, First of all, you're the one who likes Ferragamo, uh, not me. What else you so,
1: like? Louis Vuitton? I don't, I don't have anything I might, Ferragamo. I, might, I have I say, zero items that are Ferragamo. I'm, I didn't even know what Ferragamo was until you introduced me to it. So you're the
0: Ferragamo one in this relationship. Point is, I don't really care because I don't really own anything luxury.
1: Um, Weren't you the one who told me that you wanted me to work? At a
0: specific spot. That is a watch. That is completely different.
1: How is it different? It's watches, still it's still a thing.
0: Watches are it's different. It's still a thing. Every every man on here would know. Like watches are just different. It's not different. It is. But Your
1: watches to you are what my purses are to me. It's the same thing.
0: But the point is, I don't own any of these things. I just say they're nice. But you want it. But I don't have it. But you want it. <laughs> you have these purses <laughs> that you speak of. <laughs> because at the end of the day whether i have the cash or not when we get to the store you won't buy it i'm gonna walk out
1: i had to make you treat yourself last year we were in london so
0: like it's not it ain't even a real conversation to have with me because you know i ain't gonna buy it
1: (laughs) yeah but i have to make you sometimes because you should enjoy the fruits of your labor sometimes in Mm -hmm. moderation you know we we make sure it makes sense Hmm. But all right, guys. So, yeah, that was our discussion today. If you guys have any input about motivation in your significant other or if you have any questions about it or anything else that has absolutely nothing to do with what we talked about today, feel free to <laughs> feel free to send us an email at ourhousethepodcast at gmail.com or you can shoot us a DM at podcast. And I'm not going to ask you where they can find you because you said you don't like saying it. So <laughs> you guys can find me at Jamaria Olivia J on Instagram or my blog at throughjamseyes.com.
0: Or you can find me at oh! Marcus J on Instagram or email me at Marcus at johnsoncap.com.
1: I could have swore this man last week said he don't want to say it no more.
0: Hey,
1: I could have sworn that's what he said. Relax. Ain't that what he said? I think that's what he said.
0: Hey, dude, wrap this thing up.
1: <laughs> All righty. Well, my name is Jamaria Johnson,
0: and I'm Marcus Johnson.
1: Thanks for coming over and hanging out with us. We will talk to you next week.
0: Peace.